Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we get into the stories, I just wanted to apologize for there not being a video yesterday. I wasn't really feeling well, so I wasn't able to really work on anything. But I do have a video tonight, and I'll have one tomorrow as well. So, I hope you enjoy it. If you have your own scary story that you might want to share with me here on the channel, you can send your story to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, let's get into the stories. And remember, to always stay hungry. This happened about seven years ago when we would go on vacation for two and a half months down in Florida. We had a home in Daytona Beach that was a three bed, two bath ranch style home with a big backyard. I remember our neighbors on either side of us. The neighbor on the right was an older man. I'll refer to him as Kay. Kay had a really sweet wife. She was from India and she would sometimes make dishes from her home country, which I really loved since my high school boyfriend had turned me on to foods from other countries, such as Japanese, Thai, and Indian food. And of course, she knew not to make the dishes that were super spicy for me as I can't eat some spicy things without feeling ill. But this story isn't about them. It's about the neighbor who lived to the left of our house. I don't want to use his name in case he somehow finds this, so I'll call him Jay. Jay was an older man. If I had to guess, he was in his 60s or so. He was balding, was a bit on the shorter side. And at first gave off the vibe as sort of a grandfather slash Santa Claus type. Oh, if only we knew when we first met him. If only we knew it was just a mask he wore. My younger brother, who was seven years younger than me, was in college to study aeronautical science and small airline engine repair. He's very protective of our family, especially of me and our two grandmothers. When we first met Jay for the first time, my brother and I looked at each other as if to say, Nope, this guy's a creep with a capital C. Over the next two years, Jay would come over and generally be the nosy neighbor. But he'd always claimed that it was only with good intentions. Me and my brother would often tell our mom that this guy gave us weird vibes and that we didn't want him around. But she just told us to be polite when he came by or to go off in our rooms and ignore him. One night, we were all in bed, and we're getting some much-needed rest since we were going to go to St. Augustine the next day. We were going for a sunset cruise and a dinner at a historic restaurant, when our dog began to bark and go absolutely batshit crazy. Our dog is a purebred black lab, and she's a lover. Mostly bark and barely any bite, but she is protective. She was growling at the sliding porch door that led into the large fence backyard. Fur bristled on end and letting out these menacing, get the fuck out of here or I'll bite you type of barks that jerked us all out of sleep and had us really freaked out. I got out of bed and I could have sworn that I thought I heard someone breathing really hard as they then ran towards the gate that left our yard under the front yard and the street as well as the fumbling of the metal latch of the gate. By the time my brother and dad got into the backyard in the street to see who it was, they were gone. The next day at around 10 a.m., when we were all getting ready to head out, 
Jay comes by and asks if we'd like to go to lunch with him. We declined though, and we said we were heading out soon. He pouted like a child and left. Okay, what the hell was that? Was my first thought as I watched him leave. When he was gone, my brother and I talked. The conversation went like this. Did that really just happen? Yeah. Look, little brother. I don't trust this guy within an inch. Chloe never barks like that. And did you see how she got all defensive when he came and asked us to lunch? I think she knows as well something's not right. I agree, sis, but don't tell Gran that. I told her he's a creep, and she blew me off, saying I was nuts. If he does try anything, it'll be the last thing he ever does. Things went really well for a few years, as me, my mom, and my grandmother would fly down in the beginning of January and stay until the middle of March. But Jay would always seem to just hit on my gran and constantly take her out to dinner, take her on trips, and also flirt with her all the time. We had recently lost my grandfather, her husband, when the flirting had started. And for a while, it seemed like friendly chatter, since Jay had claimed he had recently lost his wife as well. But after a while, my gran would never want to spend time with us, and only wanted to hang out with Jay. She became very cold and cruel towards us, and basically did just everything he said. I began to resent Jay even more, and once even told him to back off my gran. He just laughed and said, Oh, don't be mad, sweetie. I'm not going to do anything she doesn't like. He was actually grinning when he said that. And that grin. Oh God, that grin. It was like some pervert watching a woman without her knowing while she was showering or something. Really slimy and gross. I told him to leave us alone, but I guess he thought I was no threat to him. So it just kept on. My brother graduated from college two years earlier, and the graduation was right around Christmas time. We were down there for the ceremony and to spend the holiday with him. I remember that it was like three days before his graduation, and me and my other grandma, my father's mother, were baking Christmas cookies. We were laughing and getting all messy and just really having a great time as a Charlie Brown Christmas was playing on TV. Into this paradise, walked in Jay, or rather barged in. My grand was in her bedroom getting ready to go out with him for dinner and had her door opened up a little. I just finished plating up some cookies and walked over to Jay, offering him one, saying happily, I made these for everyone. Would you like one? He stared at me and then slapped the cookie plate out of my hands, screaming at me, Get those away from me! I fell to the floor with force, in which he hit the plate, and I was shocked. I then looked up at him, shaking and with tears in my eyes. Jay then continued to scream, You know I'm an atheist. I don't believe in that bullshit. Now, I know a few atheists, and I'm not one to judge on beliefs or anything like that, but the way that Jay was acting and looked like he was going to beat me for just offering him a Christmas cookie like it was really some kind of offense to him. My grand came running in and heard him screaming at me. He tried to play it off as my fault, but my grand told him to leave and did not come back. I ran into my room sobbing and scared. 
My grand came in and apologized to me for Jay's actions, but then said, Honey, next time don't say anything to him. He's a good man with just a few problems. Don't antagonize him and it'll be fine. What the fuck? She acted like it had been some silly fight and I had started the entire thing. I knew then that our creepy neighbor had somehow gotten control of my grand and was actually warping her mind into thinking he was some Prince Charming and that we were the enemy standing in the way of their happiness. I hated her for that. Another time, me and my grand were tanning in the backyard. We had all our suits on and had been out there for about half an hour when all of a sudden we then heard, there's the three most loveliest ladies in all of Florida. I jumped and opened my eyes to then see Jay watching us from his screened-in porch, just staring at us like pieces of meat. I covered myself with the towel and hurriedly told my mom that I was going inside to cool off. She said, Yeah, go do that, glaring at Jay. As I walked inside, I saw him look at my grin and then to me and lick his lips. I hurried inside and immediately threw up in the bathroom. But then I heard my mom and Gran come inside, and they were fighting. Apparently after I'd gone in, my grandma had started to dance like a call girl, and then pretended like she was going to strip for him. My mom then told her not to be so stupid, to which my Gran replied, Oh stop it, he's just some harmless lonely old man. It's not like I'm in love with him or we're gonna have sex or anything. Really grandma, are you that blind? The last straw for my parents came when we got on a day trip to Universal Studios in Orlando. We'd left our sweet dog home, and Kay and his wife said they'd check in on her and let her out to use the bathroom every so often so she wouldn't have an accident in the house. We got home at around 8.30 that night and went to call our dog. She didn't come. We called for her again and again, but she didn't come. That's when Kay came running over and said that he'd seen Jay coming by around 7, and that he'd apparently seen Jay leading our dog into his house. My dad was furious, along with my gran, who was raging like a bull staring at a red cape. They went over to Jay's home, and found our dog at the door, looking very scared, but happy to see my dad and gran. My dad screamed at Jay, who tried his best to explain away why our dog was there. I think the excuse he gave was... Oh, I thought I heard your dog crying, so I went to get her since I saw you weren't home. That creep, he was spying on us. My grand broke things off with him then and there, saying he needed serious help, and to never come near us or her ever again. He tried to call her several times, and would be standing outside begging for her to come back to him, but she never did, and she actually had me block his number. We left that house about a year later and moved to another home a county over in Flagler Beach. The day that we were leaving to head to the new house for good, Jay came out and begged my grand to stay over at his house one more time for old time's sake. My grand was about to answer when my dad then cut her off and then said, No, we're leaving Jay. Get the fuck away from the car before I run you over. Jay glared at him. And before he stepped away, he went to my side of the car and took my hand, kissing it, then saying, Bye-bye, silly girl, before then whispering, 
I really hope nobody peeks into your windows at the new house. It was right then that I knew that feeling I had way back when the night our dog was going crazy and I heard those noises. I was right. It was Jay. He was peeking in the window that my grand's bed was under and watching her sleep. Gross. I did find out a few more things about Jay after we moved houses. His wife had never passed on, but it actually left him. His daughter didn't have contact with him, nor would she let him see his granddaughter. He was very cruel and demeaning to his younger brother, who sometimes stayed with him to the point of being verbally and mentally abusive. And the main thing for me that took the creepy cake, he supposedly had eight other girlfriends besides my gran. He'd show us pictures of them and said he was meeting up with them, but we never saw them or met them. Well, as it turns out, all of the pictures were really just his wife in Halloween wigs, dressed up while he never dressed up. And the supposed dates he went out on were really just him leaving to get wasted at a bar or go dancing. Grana said many times that she was really a fool for falling for our creepy neighbor, and it really took a while for me to forgive her for the way she treated us like slugs whenever he was around. But soon... Jay was really nothing more than just a bad memory. So Jay, my creepy neighbor that nearly drove me away from my gran and tried to terrorize us and be a general creep. Fuck you. I hope I never see you again. This happened to me when I was around four or five years old. So some of the details have been forgotten over time as I'm in my late 30s now. But talking with my parents about it has filled in some of the details that I couldn't have known or don't remember. Anyway, I'm the youngest child of four kids and the only child between my two parents. They had both been married previously with other kids. So at the time, my oldest sister and oldest brother were at their other parents' houses. It was just me, my older middle brother, and my parents at home. We lived in a rural part of North Carolina in a trailer park. We had neighbors on every side of us, and a good majority of them, well, let's just say they weren't exactly the top members of society. We were actually probably one of the most well-off and normal families in the neighborhood. Anyway, there were several kids that we played with and knew, but lots of neighbors that we also didn't know. Our front door in the front of our home faced the back of the trailer in front of us. And the back of our trailer faced the front of the neighbor's house behind ours, and so on. The neighbor directly in front of us had kids and a family, but we didn't really associate with them. We may wave and be courteous, but that was really the gist of it. My parents worked multiple jobs my whole childhood to provide for us. They were such hardworking people and I was always so proud of them. I never even really understood until I got older that we were considered poor, or poor to middle class. I never went without, and I didn't really understand that maybe some of the neighbors weren't fans of what my family did have. Anyway, during the summertime, it was always hot in our house, as we didn't have central air, only window unit air conditioners, and box fans in the windows. I remember it was summertime, and my dad always worked second shift as a supervisor, and my mom worked first shift. My dad got off at 11, 
and it had to be the weekend because my mom waited up for him and allowed me to fall asleep on the floor in the living room that night. My dad arrived home and carried me to bed and then he popped him and my mom some popcorn and watched TV. My mom fell asleep on the couch right in front of the open front door. Now, we had a glass storm door and when my dad came home, he had left the front door open and he had just locked the latch on the door. At some point, my dad got up to close the front door. He walked over to the storm door and he was just looking out into our front yard before locking up for the night to go to bed. As he stood there staring out the door, he thought he was looking at his own reflection until it then dawned on him at the time that he didn't have a beard. This realization came and so did the sudden realization that he was staring at a man. There was a man standing on our porch looking into our living room and watching my mom sleep. My dad cussed out loud and when he did, it scared the strange man and he took off. My mom was startled awake all at the same time and she was then really confused as to what was happening. My dad explained to her what just happened as he then made his way to get his gun. My dad took off with his gun to go chase the guy as my mom then called 911. I was asleep during all of this and so was my brother. The strange guy ran through the trailer park and was peeping at one of the neighbor's teenage daughters through a window. My dad ended up losing the guy and didn't see him, so he came back inside to wait for the cops. The teenage girl saw the guy at her window and then screamed and then ran to get her parents. When her dad went outside, he caught the guy in his yard and actually recognized him as our neighbor, the one who lived directly in front of our house. They too called the cops. About 15 minutes later, the cops finally made their way onto our house. My parents along with the teenage girl's parents all told them what happened and the cops went to our neighbor's house. When they knocked on the door, he took a while to answer and he pretended like he had been asleep and didn't know what they were talking about. While my parents were outside talking to the cops and dealing with this, I happened to wake up. I remember so vividly walking around my house looking for my parents and I became hysterical when I couldn't find them. I could have walked to my brother's room, but it was really dark down the hallway, and I was too scared. I just sat down on the floor in the living room, crying. My parents finally came inside, and of course comforted me, and they then put me to sleep in their bed. After that night, we still had to deal with this jerk-off being our neighbor, and even had to go through court and testimony where this creep actually lied in court. He literally said we were all close friends that we'd all cook out together, and that me and my brother came over to his house and played with his pet rat, none of which was true. I don't really know what he thought he was accomplishing by saying all those lies. He ended up getting some jail time, and shortly after, him and his family finally moved out. From that night on, my fear of sleeping alone intensified, and I slept with my parents until I was nine years old. My fear of windows at night and the realization that someone could see me became a thing too. I'm in my late 30s now and I love to have open blinds during the day to let the sunlight in. But as soon as it starts getting dark, I always make my way around the house shutting all the blinds. I guess some things always stay with you. Talking to my parents about it now, 
It's really scary to us that we really don't know just how long he had been there peeping on us, or how long he would have continued to peep on us if he hadn't been caught. It's funny. Some people think a peeping Tom is no big deal, and I'm sure it isn't a big deal until it happens to you. So I guess my point is to always be aware of your surroundings and your neighbors. I was 16 years old when I had a series of scary encounters with one of my neighbors. I lived with my little sister who was 5 years old, as well as my mom who was a single working parent. We were very close to an older neighbor, we'll call her Mary, who was like a grandmother since she was always kind and offered to check in on us whenever my mom was working. The problem began when her son a 40-something-year-old man moved in with her after going through financial troubles. He seemed okay at first, always offering to do our yard work or odd jobs around the house. He would tell my mom then he just wanted to return the kindness that we had shown his mom and help out. He gave me a weird feeling, but then again, being so introverted, I just figured I was overreacting. Things began to get strange when one day he passed by the house while we were sitting in our front yard. He told my mom that he was having some trouble with his phone and he couldn't hear his calls. He was wondering if I could help him fix it. I offered to take a look at it, letting him know that he had just turned on his silent feature. He began to compliment me and tell me I was very smart. He asked if he could have my phone number so I could help him set up the new phone he would be buying soon. At this point, my mom had stepped into the house for a second to go grab some water. I didn't want to be impolite, so I gave him my number, not really thinking anything of it. Big mistake. He had sent me a text later that night, thanking me for helping him with his phone. I thought it was a little weird, but soon brushed it off. The next day, he came by again, letting us know that he had bought his new phone and asked my mom if I could assist him. I was really annoyed because I was on the phone with my boyfriend at the time, but I went outside anyway. When I was done helping him set up his phone, he asked if I could send him a picture to add to my name. I smiled uncomfortably and I sent him a photo, partly because I felt pressured and because it's not uncommon to have someone's photo for their contact. Anyway, he finally left, only to come back an hour later saying there was a problem with his text messages. Again, I was a little annoyed, so I went to grab his phone before it could say anything else, and I noticed that he had my picture as his wallpaper. It took me a second to react, and he snatched the phone away from my hand and said he would figure it out. He asked my little sister if she wanted anything from the corner store since he was walking there, but my mom came out and shook her head. It took me a second to react, but I think my brain was still trying to find a logical answer. I just figured he was older and didn't know how to use technology, which I now know was just my brain trying to make up any excuse just to believe this wasn't creepy. Things got really weird the next night when I got a text from the creepy neighbor at around 2am. I thought that was just too weird and kept watching my show. 15 minutes later, I got another text from him asking why I wasn't answering, since he knew I was awake, because he could see my room light was on. I also have to add that because of the placement of our houses, we had a clear view. 
I couldn't deny the bad gut feeling anymore, and I finally confided in my boyfriend about all the weird occurrences. He begged me to tell my mom, but I was just too afraid I would cause problems. I must add that my mom is a complete mama bear. She always told me that there was nothing I could tell her that she wouldn't believe, but I was still trying to convince myself that I could be exaggerating, and I was afraid my mom would confront him and he might do something to harm her. It was honestly just easier to believe that it was all in my head. It also helped me that he stopped coming around for a while, and me being a teenager, began to put it in the back of my head. Unfortunately, I was wrong to do so. One night, my mom was working late. She called to apologize, and she told us she would be coming home late, but would bring us dinner, and promised we could have a movie night. Soon after she called, I heard a knock on the door, and stupidly, I opened it without asking who it was. But surprise, surprise, it was the neighbor. He said he was on his way to get a burger, and he was wondering if I wanted anything, since he noticed my mom wasn't home yet. I felt my body tense up, but I tried to keep it cool. He had never really shown up when my mom wasn't somewhere around the house. I was about to explain that we were okay when he began to scratch his eye. He asked if I could please check his eye for him. I was confused, but then he moved quickly toward me, making me step back into my house. I walked back until I hit the table of my kitchen, and he followed me the whole time. He had literally just invaded my space and invited himself into my home. At this point, my whole body froze up. He got very close to me, still scratching his eye and asking if I could take a look which I now know was just his excuse in case it didn't go well and I decided to tell someone. I tried to keep as calm as I could because I didn't want him to know just how truly afraid I was. I found some strength when I heard my little sister in the distance singing along to some cartoon and I finally reacted. I told him that my mom was driving home as we spoke and was bringing dinner. I told him I was doing dishes since she was bringing soup and he could probably have some as well. This seemed to click with him because he suddenly seemed frustrated and then quickly walked out of the house saying he would just go get his burger. I immediately closed the door and began to fill my legs again. I definitely knew he was up to no good. I called my mom who said she'd be home in an hour. My boyfriend then begged me to tell my mom or he would, but I was still really scared he might hurt her. I decided to finally share what happened with my mom soon after, but I found out from Mary that she was planning on placing him in rehab against his will. She shared that he was a drug addict and she was afraid of where he might end up if she didn't do anything to help him. Thankfully she did just that and I didn't see him around for a couple of years until I finally left for college. I did share with my mom what happened before I left to make sure she would not let my sister anywhere near him if he ever visited again. She was furious, but she was glad I shared it with her. She and my sister moved to another city soon after. It's been about 10 years now, but I recently saw him again when I visited Mary for Thanksgiving last year. He didn't meet my eyes, nor interact with me. I was not afraid at all, but seeing that piece of shit again just made me so angry for a 16-year-old me, and also how afraid he made me. He now seemed afraid of me, and honestly, 
it felt kind of good. I hope I never meet that piece of human trash ever again.